it's Sam and Scott from Ship It Studios Premier Wrestling Podcast, Above the Ring. And Sam, let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record their content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio-quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away, and it will sound like you're sitting in the same room. Did you know that it's as easy to use as Zoom, but it gives much higher quality audio and video recordings? Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a platform to put over for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using uh, Riverside.fm. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside.fm. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to your NXT narrative. It's your NXT narrative for November 2nd, 2021. And we had uh, <laughs> an interesting show tonight. Um, some good, some bad, some downright ugly. But overall, decent show. Um, NXT 2.0 is definitely trying something different from Raw and SmackDown, and I appreciate it for what it is. Um, I just felt like this episode was a little off uh, compared to what it has been as of late. Um, There was just one glaring segment, at least for me, that I was just like, there's no need for this, and it screamed... Vince and yeah, but we'll get to that and I will certainly mention it once we get there, but let's get into the show itself. Kicks off with our brand new women's champion, Mandy Rose coming to the ring, talking her talk, stating how she definitely deserves to be women's champion. She's a woman of her word. And she defeated the previously unbeatable Raquel Gonzalez. Of course, no mention to anything that happened with Dakota Kai, but that's neither here nor there. But mysterious by their absence, the rest of Toxic Attraction not at ringside, which I found a little odd, but... Mandy soon put that worry to bed as uh, she herself called for her ladies to see what they were doing and what were they doing? They were beating up Zoe Stark back in the women's locker room, um, looking like they were attacking her leg and slamming it shut uh, with, a, with one of the cupboards that were there. So doing some damage. And as they go to walk away, uh, Mandy off still in the ring, Io Shirai the former or a former NXT women's champion comes out to the ring stating that she wants herself some and she wants to challenge for the title. Mandy, obviously not really having it at first, but then gets the jump on EO 
and uh, Eel tries to fight back, but the rest of Toxic Attraction comes out, starts beating down on her, and then she's saved by Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter, and uh, we have ourselves a six-woman tag match for next week. And I'm looking forward to this. This should be fun. Uh, I'm glad that Casey and and Caden are back in the women's tag team title mix. Um, I want to see those two have themselves a run at some point. Uh, I definitely feel like they've definitely put in the hard work and they deserve to have that opportunity to shine as champions. So we'll see what happens after that. We then, so after this segment was over, we see toxic attraction walking in the back and they stop when they see Dakota Kai and Mandy puts her hand on Dakota's back and on her shoulder. Dakota kind of shrugs it off and says, I didn't do this for you. I did this to end Raquel. And she kind of had a little bit of like a tick to her. And I was like, okay, like she has, I'm liking the new, the new, face paint that she kind of has like the x over the eye and it's just i don't know she has this unhinged look to her and it really works it's different even her theme song is is slightly changed as well um it seems a little bit more hectic and it fits the new character really well so she goes out to the ring and she has a match with cora jade Cora Jade being a brand new, well, relatively brand new superstar uh, who's been on on one hell of a running and a winning streak. But unfortunately, that came to an end tonight as Dakota gets the win, but doesn't seem like she's done with Cora after the match. Takes her, throws her to the outside, drags her literally by her hair around the ring, puts her up on ramp side. Dakota then goes under the ring drags a table, puts the table over her, or over Cora's face, gets up onto the apron. It looks like she's about to do some type of stomp or something through the table onto to Cora, but she, she has a moment where I think she realized that this is not the person to be doing this to. So she kind of just stops herself she then goes and grabs Cora's um, skateboard and just lays it across her her stomach and just walks away. So you can tell Dakota obviously is having some type of inner fight with herself. And momentarily, like throughout the match, she'll have little little ticks and, and, and little things. So it's I like what I like where this is going. And I want to see where it continues. I'm assuming we're going to get ourselves a rematch between Raquel and Dakota at some point. Um, I don't know who's going to win that, uh, which is a good thing. But we shall see. But for now, I'm enjoying what's going on with Dakota Kai. Up next... (laughs) And this is where I said things got a little ugly and um, reeked of Vince and maybe Bruce and some of the old folks. And 
it's not normally something that we would see in NXT, but we would see on the main roster. We were supposed to have ourselves a match between Zion Quinn and Robert Stone. And instead, we ended up with a dance-off first. And now, this is the part that I get a little frustrated with. I understand Robert Stone's there for comedic relief or to be a valet or whatnot. But the man can go in the ring. I've seen it live. I've seen it, you know, when he was with TNA. The kid can go, and I feel like they're not giving him the opportunity to do so. He's there as strictly a comedy wrestler and not even a, not even one that can win. Just like he's literally there just to get the shit kicked out of him. And it's a, it's, it's, a, it's a little frustrating. Um, I wish that they'd give him a chance to shine, maybe surprise somebody. But he didn't. <laughs> The dance off was was a thing. <laughs> um, I'll try to remain a little positive, but I was I was I was not entertained watching this earlier. Um, and then Zion did something surprising that I did not expect. Uh, he started singing Shawn Michaels' theme song, um, and there was a dance routine, and I was like, "What?" what am I watching? Like dancing with the stars was on Monday. So guys, and come on, like stop. <laughs> but eventually we ended up with a match and Zion went one in like moments. So this whole thing was like five, six, seven, eight, uh, 10 minutes. That could have been a minute match and we could have moved on. And it's it, it got really bad where up next was Joe Gacy giving a promo. And I was so happy to see Joe Gacy. I nearly fell off my couch because I couldn't believe I uttered those words. And when Joe Gacy is a better thing to watch than what I had just seen, you know there's a problem here. <laughs> um. But after all of that, we go back to some actual wrestling. Where it was Legato de Fantasma taking on Kyle O'Reilly and Von Wagner. With Legato picking up the victory, but Von Wagner's foot was clearly on the rope and the ref completely missed it. So we'll see if anything comes of that. Um, we then had Andre Chase come out to the ring because apparently somebody called him a coward after what happened last week. And he had an open challenge, uh, so that way he could hand out a university-sized ass-kicking. Well, unfortunately, it was time for math class, because Braun Breaker came out to the ring. And, well, it didn't look good for Andre Chase at Sacrifice, nor did it look good for Andre Chase here at NXT, with Braun just absolutely destroying him. And then cut a nice little promo on uh, Tommaso Ciampa saying that while he was the better man last week, Braun doesn't like losing and he's going to come back and he's going to get that championship match and get the title itself. Now, the funny part of this whole thing was while just watching this kid talk, 
when he gets upset, he sounds just like his uncle Scott Steiner, and it's absolutely hysterical to me. I and I mean that in the best way possible. It's one of those things where it's like this kid's got so much raw talent, and I, the Braun Breaker name. I mean, it's growing on me, but calling him Rex Steiner would have been so much better. But it is what it is, so we're just gonna deal with it. We then had some interesting segments after that. Uh, They interviewed uh, the new NXT Tag Champs Imperium, who were then greeted by the new NXT Women's Champions. They're the two members of Toxic Attraction, and there was some flirting going on and, and some comments were made about you know, the bad being sacred, but America has its benefits. And I'm just like, oh, okay, there's a there's a there's a line that probably shouldn't be uttered nowadays, but okay. Um <laughs> so then we shifted from that to, to Lash Legend with uh Tony D'Angelo being the special guest bringing out the producer and and Tony basically just bullying his way through everything, telling the producer to to tell everybody that you know nothing happened and named his wife and children by name and told them to say hi and i'm i'm sitting here i'm i'm and i'm eating this up at this point because of course, like i said i just finished sopranos and this is exactly something out of that and it was just it was fantastic to see um i anything that tony d'angelo has done so far has just been absolute magic um it's so entertaining um and it, it'll be nice to see him really get into it once he gets in the ring. So we'll see how that goes after that. After that, we had Sola Sakoi take, take on G Rama in his debut match. And that match ended real quick with uh, Solo hitting that Uso splash for the win. So I'm still waiting for him to eventually get called up. And then the bloodline gets one more. And yeah, it's gonna be good. Uh, so I hope he's fast tracked right up to that main main roster on SmackDown, and just put him with his with his Usos and with the Tribal Chief himself. After that, we had Boa taking on and defeating Grayson Waller after some uh, perfectly timed distractions by LA Knight. So clearly the little feud between Grayson and LA Knight is not over. Now, throughout the evening, they had been doing uh, Duke's Poker Room. And as from last week, uh, Cameron Grimes was going to make his way to the room and play a little poker. So we had a few segments throughout the night talk, you know, having them play poker and Duke's all sitting there all smug and, you know, talking trash and slowly eliminating people as it goes, including a a bunch of attractive women that Cameron was also talking to. And it was it was as cheesy as as it could be. And somebody actually made the comment that it the whole like lighting and how this whole camera thing was set up it looked like it was going to turn into like the beginning of like a a Skinamax show and i i was dying i'm like wow that's that's definitely that's definitely a thing and it's hilarious so 
we get to the last, well, the last segment of this. And Grimes, you know, they're playing to the flop. Some cards come out. Cameron checks his way through, goes through the um, the fourth and fifth and gets to the river. And he continues to check. And Duke's like, all right, what you got? And Cameron just takes his hands and, you know, Duke pushes all in and Cameron calls and Cameron ends up having a full house with, of course, the man has a pair of twos because Cameron Grimes going to the moon with all that extra money. Duke had pocket rockets, those two aces. And unfortunately, a full boat beats two pair. So Cameron wins in Duke's poker room and I loved it. I, I had a feeling that was going to happen. Uh, but clearly, that's just the beginning of a feud between those two. And that's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Um, like I said, there's some bright spots definitely in NXT. Today's show, like I said, was just weird. It just, I don't know, it didn't flow like it normally has been. So I'm hoping that maybe this was just a, a bad, a fluke episode. And we'll get back on track next week. Um, but after that, Tommaso Ciampa comes out to the ring, does a little bit of talking before he's interrupted by Trick Williams and the North American champion, Carmelo Hayes. Uh, Trick talked a little too much, and Ciampa put him right in this place, <laughs> which um, was quite hilarious to watch. Then Ciampa goes to leave, but who comes out but Mr. Johnny Gargano? And you see, you see Champa hold on to Goldie that much tighter. And you have the stare off between the two of them. They're literally within a foot of one another. And I'm sitting there, I'm starting to sweat. I'm like, oh God, run this back, please. Just give us one more match. Please. Just do it. For the NXT championship, the title match that we never had to finish everything off, but we'll see. Because our main event tonight was a tag team match between Trick Williams and Carmelo Hayes taking on Johnny Gargano and Dexter Loomis. And this match was real good. Really enjoyed it. Ends, of course, with some shenanigans as Trick takes a shoe and slaps Dexter Loomis with it, effectively knocking him out. And they end up getting the victory to end the show. So... It ends on a high note. We had that one awkward spot in the middle. <laughs> but overall, like I said, it was a decent show. I'd probably give it a C, C+. Um, but that's it for tonight, folks. Thank you all so much for listening. We'll be right back at it once again Saturday morning doing that SmackDown study. And then Sam and I will be back at it again for next Monday when we start talking Next week's episode of Above the Ring. We are also only a little less than three weeks now until Survivor Series. Who's going to go after who between Raw and SmackDown? I honestly expected it to happen this past Monday, but it didn't. So they better hurry up and start doing some invasion angles because this stuff needs to go. We need to we need to get these five on five teams ready. We need to have champions versus champions. We need to have some good stuff going. 
So that's what I'm looking forward to. So as I've been crowned, I guess, by Sam, I am Vince's voice of reason or uh, ATR's uh, voice of the WWE. My name is Scott. If you don't already, please follow us on Twitter at Above the Ring. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube as Above the Ring as well. You can find myself pretty much everywhere as Scotty J Stream. And you can find this podcast on basically every podcasting platform that is out there. If you do happen to listen to one that we are not a part of, let us know. We'll add ourselves to it. That way you can do all your one-stop shopping for your podcast and add a little bedlam to your day from Above the Ring. Guys, thank you once again so much for listening. We truly appreciate you. All the love and support for this NXT narrative show that I that I brought back has has really been heartwarming to see. We truly appreciate you guys, and we look forward to doing more of these going forward. <laughs> we will we will slowly take over the world when it comes to po- wrestling podcasts. <laughs> uh, all right, so guys, thank you once again. Totally appreciate you. Most importantly, though, don't forget to ship it, and most importantly. Don't forget to join the Bedlam. Good night. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason, and this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.